Pulp MX Network production. It's the NFAB Racer X Fantasy Moto Show on PulpMX.com. Presented by Scott Motorsports, Rocky Mountain MC, and Pro Taper. Welcome, everybody, to the NFAB Racer X Fantasy Moto Podcast. This is the number one fantasy podcast on the internet. I think, and I also think it's the only one, everybody. So thanks, uh, thanks for listening. Appreciate. It. We're going to try to help you win, uh, win your week. Bud's Creek, and then Indiana, and then this thing is over, people. Uh, so we'll see how we can do. See how you can do. Uh, uh, charge, charge hard to the finish with. Um, hopefully, using some of our advice, and we'll look back on how we did, and how uh, how we think the guys are going to do this weekend at Bud's Creek. Of course, Unadilla, complete mutter. But surprisingly, the fantasy results really didn't change all that much. A lot of the top guys uh, finished uh, near the front and all that. There wasn't a huge, massive upsets like there can be in mud. N-Fab.com, proudly built in Houston, Texas, USA. Jeep truck and SUV parts. Uh, we love those guys, and uh, they're a big sponsor of the JGR Suzuki team. And if you have a Jeep truck or SUV and you want to support the sport and the company that supports JGR and the N-Fab and Pro Yamaha off-road team, Please check them out, n-fab.com. Uh, I've got a set of steps, or I had a set of steps on my truck. JT runs them as well. Uh, great stuff. Also, to Pro Taper, uh, you know these guys, uh, whether it was back in the day with Bradshaw or Jason Anderson and Justin Barcher now, Pro Taper can be trusted to provide revolutionary products that continue to set the industry benchmark for all others to follow. Uh, from the first innovation, which was the oversized 1018 bar that was invented by Pro Taper, uh, they've gone on to continue with the Fusion Bar, the one third waffle grip twister throttle tube micro bar uh, that the official uh, KTM KGSC team uses. If you got a little one, please check them out. Geico Honda, Rockstar Husky, JGR Suzuki, and even the Ice One guys in Europe all use Pro Taper among many uh, teams and riders. Scott Sports, Pro Circuit, of course, Scott Sports, Rocky Mountain, ATV, KTM, Scott Sports, and uh, Christophe Porcel, where Scott as well, up there in Canada, just uh, narrowly missed the MX1 title. Caleb Russell, the Prospect Goggle is fantastic. Please check it out. Great goggle, great features, and uh, an even better, uh, much lower price than the uh, same kind of pair of goggles from other companies. And the Rocky Mountain guys, they have a terrific fantasy uh, team, uh, fantasy game for Supercross. Real easy. You can go in and each week. They give away trucks and bikes and tires and boots and shoes. And they have so many prizes. Uh, it's uh, rmfantasysx.com for 2018. Uh, it's powered by Rocky Mountain ATV MC, ATV MC, your premier source for power sports, gear, parts, and accessories. And those guys are all on board with this show, and we thank them. So please check out Pro Taper and Scott. And the RM uh, ATVM, the see guys, and of course NFAB. And thanks to the Racer X guys for putting this up. We appreciate it. All right, let's get right to it. So this is Motocross Fantasy Game. It is a uh, four-man game uh, in each class. You can't pick the same riders two weeks in a row. I hope you know that by now. Uh, hopefully you do uh, after listening to this podcast all year. So let's recap Unadilla and look forward to Bud's Creek. We got Ben LeMay and Dylan Wright, a couple of fantasy sleepers, lining up for. Um, Bud's Creek, and to talk about that and more, uh, my guests. First up, from Pro Taper, fantasy guru, fantasy expert, uh, fresh off a Loretta Lynn's that made him very angry, Paul Perbinos. What's up, Paul? How are you? Hey, Steve. How's it going? I'm good, man. How was your Unadilla for fantasy? Uh, it was okay, actually. Um, I did really well in 250 class. I, I pretty much picked the best possible team I could pick, oh, save nice. for about two points. Okay. So stoked on that. And 450s were okay, uh, save for one individual, which I'm sure we'll speak about. <laughs> I think we will get to this individual. Also on the line from Get and Athena, Dan Truman. What's up, Truman? How are you? 
Um, I'm good. I like Paul. I did pretty good this week. It's uh, the last few weeks I've been inside the top ten. Um, I think four weeks in a row now, so it's it's getting better for me, but mm-hmm. uh, a little too uh, too late for a comeback. How's things that get in Athena, Truman? Anything exciting coming out? Anything happening? Yeah, things are good. Uh, we're hoping to have some new stuff at the USGP, um, some of our new ECUs and stuff. So, um, yeah, things are good, man. We got a couple new products for next year's. You know, it's uh, like like anything in the industry right now. It's up and down. Paul, when does the new Pro Taper stuff drop? Um, officially, uh, everything will be on sale in stores on February first. Um, but people will start seeing things uh, on riders and social media stuff uh, middle of January, so like January fifteenth or yep. so. Are you um, are you in the process of negotiating for teams for next year? Or is everything locked in? Are you picking up new teams or anything like that? I guess that's going on now, right? Um, yeah, uh, there's a couple teams that need a, a deal renewed, but a lot of uh, the teams that um, that we contract are multi-year deals and kind of already set in stone. So um, we have a we'll have a big kind of a racing announcement later this year. That's a multi-year deal that's been done actually for for over six months but um okay but yeah uh not not much negotiating going not going on now yeah but that'll happen um probably in october or so i can imagine with a company like pro table that makes such great stuff even the b level teams the c level teams everybody wants you know that kind of stuff just because you want quality bars sprockets and, and everything else for, for teams so yeah yeah i mean i think if you want to race seriously you need to you need to use i mean i i would say it's it's pro taper or or rental is the is are the two brands that I would trust to race at the highest level. Yeah. Um, and we have a lot of people calling and asking us for, for stuff. And that's the tough part about my job sometimes is I have to say no, you know, it's that we don't yeah. have unlimited um, unlimited marketing budget. But, um, but yeah, we'll get uh, hot and heavy into that here soon. All right. Let's, uh, let's review what we can do for uh, Fit Motocross Fantasy, try to help you people out. And, uh, all right, so I didn't have a great week, guys. It's looking more and more like Southwick was a fluke. <laughs> it's just, like, it's, I don't know. The jury's still out, but. You know, I'm struggling a bit. I had uh, just shy of 500 points. Um, all right, so I went 250s wise. Uh, Cunningham was the number one pick. Kyle Cunningham, uh, 82 points. I could not pick him because I picked him at Washougal. But honestly, I probably wouldn't have picked him anyways for Unadilla. Uh, Justin Cooper, we talked about him last week. Everybody seemed to think 10 to 15 range, and he was a 6. So I'm like, yeah, I think those guys were right between 10 to 15, while his second... Uh, really threw things uh, uh, for a loop, and he got 80 points. He was number two pick. Jmart, the winner, was number three pick overall. So low number of points um, for these guys. When a guy like Jeremy Martin is third best, uh, he was 76. Austin Root was next, and I, I picked Austin Root because uh, he ran a butt patch that I suggested, and I thought I had to throw my support <laughs> behind him. Um, so I had Root. I had Joey Crown who I've seen ride a bunch up in Canada, and uh, Sneaky, he was under the radar, I thought, as coming in as a uh, first-time pro uh, down in the U.S. He was a 12. I like that a lot. So I grabbed him, 70 points, only 12 back of Cunningham, who was the leader, so that's not so bad. Root and Crown were all right. I, I picked Scuba Steve, and he was looking great in the first moto, and I would have had probably max points had he kept that up because he was riding great, and then his bike blew up. And that was all she wrote. I also had Plessinger, who I remember at Unadilla for the last two years, absolutely crushing it. I don't think he won either. I think he won a moto uh, each year. Never won the overall, but he's really fast there. And then when the rain was coming, I'm like, ah, sweet. This will be even better uh, because Plessinger rides the mud so good. Well, he was my worst guy at 39 points. So Root, Crown, Clark, and Plessinger for me. Uh, Dan, who would you have? 
Uh, like you, I couldn't pick Cunningham. I had him at Washougal. Uh, watched him on watched him on the TV. Not take off with the rest of you guys. Uh, so, but like you, I, I mean, Paul picked Cunningham. I probably wouldn't have picked him anyway, just because his, his no, season I, hasn't been that great. I wouldn't have, and we'll ask Paul why he did that. So, um, Justin Cooper, I didn't pick either. Not, but like you, I thought he'd be twelve to fifteen range, and. Without that second moto, he probably would have went 12-12, in my opinion, which was still okay. But um, anyway, I went with Austin Root. I went with John Ames on the new 11-10 mod back to Yamaha. Mm -hmm. Felt very strong about it. Um, And then I picked Bradley Taft. I pick Taft every weekend I can, just in hopes that the Taft that showed up at Glen Helen shows up again. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I picked Stank Dog on the 125. Oh, yeah. he he did okay. He got fifty six points, um, same as Taft. And uh, but yeah, I mean I missed out on a few. I liked Crown. That's um, funny. I had ten, I had Stank and Taft at Washougal and Cunningham at Washougal. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I think those guys they're pickable again this weekend. We'll get into that. But uh, I had a pretty good uh, two hundred and eighty three points. Uh, so I think it was a pretty good pretty good weekend. Um, yeah, like Kyle Cunningham was an eight. And Washougal, he's really good at. That's why we went with him, Dan, right? I mean, he's, yeah. he's good there. So I don't know who, why Parabinos would have picked him at Unadilla. Paul, why would you pick Cunningham at Unadilla? And good job, by the way. <laughs> well, um, I would say part of the reason why I picked him is because a lot of people picked him at Washougal, and he had a bad weekend. So I knew I had, could have a guy that a lot of people that I'm competing against it for this kind of overall overall thing here, um, I knew I could have a guy that someone else didn't have. So it, it, and a lot of time that's what um, drives the decision. You know, I, I, I'm in fourth right now in our, in our overall money league, and I looked around at the people that I'm trying to battle with, and they couldn't pick him. So I was like, I kind of have to pick him. And I thought he qualified pretty good. I think he was 11th or so. And, and I looked at the people around him that he and, – and I just didn't see him losing to a lot of the people that are around him. I don't know if it's – um, as far as people that showed up at the race or, you know, but mm-hmm. like when I looked at the list of like Cantrell, Renslin, um, Clark, you know, Justin Cooper, these were the guys that were around him. I was like, I think he beats all these guys. So, um, yeah, I went with it and it turned out better than I, better than I, better than I anticipated even. So, uh, that worked out well. So yeah. Um, he was one of my, he was one of my, oh, go, go ahead. No, who else did you have? I was going to say. Yeah, so he was one of my guys. I, I did very well in, in 250 class. I scored 310 total. Um, I had Cunningham. I had Justin Cooper, of course. We talked about uh, we talked about him, um, and I went Jeremy Martin as well. Wow. Um, okay. Like that. First yeah. of all, Cooper. We all said. Well, actually, Paul, you weren't on the show last week, but or were you? I don't remember. Um, I think I think I was. Okay. We all said 10 to 10 to 15, and and he was a six. Yeah. So yeah, I guess I was guessing 12 12 with him. Mm-hmm. Um. But, uh, you know, he got the all-important start in the mud race. And, and I think we said it about him before. Like, I don't think he's the type of guy that will hold shot and lead a race. But I think he's very steady and he's very mature. Um, and he's got some different qualities than the average, or the, I shouldn't say the average, the typical rookie that we see coming in. He's a bit older than, than some other rookies. So he rode awesome, man. That was really cool to see. He's from New York, so I bet that was a really cool moment for him. So that was awesome, and I appreciate the 80 fantasy points for sure. <laughs> Fantastic, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, I had Cunningham, Cooper, and Martin. Top three picks, stoked on that. And then my last guy was John Ames, which he did very well as well. He went 20-25, and he was an 18, so he scored 72 points. So um, I couldn't pick Root, so I basically scored 
four points shy of the most I could score, I think, or actually two points shy of the most I could score. So it went it went yeah. really good. But, I uh, saw John Ames, and I just I get scared. He screwed me at Washougal. John Ames screwed me. I'm just like, yeah. Um, yeah. I'll tell you one guy who I had picked up until very late was Luke Resland. Uh, really good track for him, New York guy. Uh, I thought he, you know, he's kind of been coming on a little bit. I, I had Rensland picked for for a long time, and then uh, I, I bailed on him, um, unfortunately. But um, which I'm happy about. Um, I'm what just did he score? Oh, down here, he only scored 12. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, you know, happy that I like Luke, but I'm like, oh god, thank god I got away yeah. from him. So. Um, and, and you spoke about you spoke about Plessinger. I was on the fence for a long time between okay. Plessinger and Jeremy Martin. Yeah. But um, the second practice, Jeremy Martin went out and put in a really good lap time, and Plessinger didn't so much. And then I saw the track because um, I watch on the Gold app every week, and the track wasn't typical Unadilla to me. I guess it wasn't r- ripped deep. Obviously, there they knew rain was coming, so it seemed like more of a freeway. Yeah. And I was like, ah, Jeremy just put in the fastest time. Hopefully that gives him a little confidence boost. I'm going to go that way, and I'm, I'm stoked I did because that was a big points change. Yeah, it was. Uh, you, you get where I'm get coming from, Dan, for, for Plessinger, right, at, at Unadilla? Yeah, for sure. And, and once the rain came, I thought, same as you, I'm like, oh, this is, this is Plessinger's wheelhouse yeah. right here. He's, yep. he's going to win. And then I think he had a tip over pretty early. And then once you're – I mean, you see yeah. how Justin Cooper got a start. It, it means so much in that race. And uh, Plessinger was muddy and fell down. And yeah, it was, it was over from there. But yeah. I honestly think if he hadn't – I think if – well, it's hard to say, but I, I think he might have caught J-Mart had he stayed up. He's that good in that stuff. J-Mart rode great, though. So. Got to be there on the start, though. And he, he's Here's the it, thing, yeah. though. Now, do you take Plessinger at Bud's Creek or do you wait and use him at, unit, at a – Indiana track that he's wow. always been close to winning. That's probably my move because I can't. I picked him. So, um, <laughs> oh, perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Um, and Austin Root did well at Washougal. So I'm like, okay. And I read an interview. The kid was on a bone stock bike at Washougal, and uh, like bone stock, I guess. And so he had had time to fix this thing, this husky up. So I'm like, wow, the kid did pretty good at Washougal. Never heard of this dude before. And he's, uh, he's raced all the nationals, by the way. Yeah, never heard of this dude. Never. Yeah, he was riding at Cowie. Was he an MTF pr- kid, Dan? Yeah, he was at MTF prior. Um, he's not there anymore, but he rode at Privateer Cowie for a long time, and then going into Washougal, he got that deal with the guys on the Husky, um, and he did really good at Washougal, which was insane because he hadn't even come close in another moto to getting points. Okay, so, so. Th- something's happened with this kid. Yeah, he got some confidence. Yeah, he got on a Husky. Got yeah. on a Husky, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. All right, uh, let's review uh, 450s from uh, from Unadilla. Now, Bud's Creek weather, I haven't checked, but hard to bl- I can't see it being a complete mudder, but uh, perhaps. It's muddy. it's muddy right now. Oh, it is? Yeah, like I've seen some videos today of them working on the track, and it's it's raining and it's muddy. Oh, right boy. This, but that's, it's Wednesday, or you know, but it is wet right now. Um, all right, okay. Are we right now the forecast has, you know, thunderstorms on Thursday and Friday, but Saturday and Sunday is fine. Uh, yeah, massively humid. I can see it already, right? Uh, with storms in the area. Um, all right, MenFab, RacerX, Fantasy Moto Podcast. Thanks to Pro Taper, Scott Sports, and the Rocky Mountain guys for coming on. 450s from Unadilla. Thank you, Ronnie Stewart. Thank you. I picked him. He qualified well. He's from New York. He rides well at New York Supercross. Why not at Unadilla? I picked him. I believe in you, Ronnie. 17-17, 100 points. Yes. 
it just goes downhill from there, though, for me. Uh, well, Benny Bloss. I picked Benny Bloss. Uh, he had told me, you know, he did really well there last year, and he's been doing a little bit better, and he told me to pick him uh, before the race started. He said, yeah, pick me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do really well. So, okay. All right, Benny. I did it. And 78 points for Benny is not so bad. So Ronnie Stewart and Benny Bloss really did a great job for me. Um, from there, though, it went south. Uh, I had Filthy Phil who's good at Unadilla, but I know he's coming back. I thought that four was a little low, but I picked him anyways, and Phil got me 33 points. Terrible second moto where he fell in the first turn. And my last guy was... Wait, Jer- wait, 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 huh? wait. but didn't you, didn't, what were your predictions for Phil's moto scores? You told him to his face. I did, 14-18, but I kind of did that as a joke a little bit. Like, I didn't really think he was doing 14-18. Oh, okay. okay. I just was like, through okay, that. Okay, I was going to say, why would you pick him at a six, or at a four, if yeah. you thought he'd go 14 No, I just... So you are really just giving him shit. I was, and didn't he, no, he didn't qualify well at all, but Phil never qualifies well. Um... So I picked Phil. I don't know. I just felt like he could do something, and uh, he let me down. And my last guy was Jerry Robin. Jerry was a 20. Jerry's on a new bike, a new class, new attitude. And uh, Jerry qualified 15th, I believe, and was a 20. And that was a slam dunk. Was he the number one pick of the week, by the way, Dan? Do we I don't know? know. It was the same result, though. That's all I know. He got five same, points. He got same, a re- same uh, result. Five points for Jerry Robin. Um so that's my team. Paul, who'd you have? Well, I had Ronnie Stewart as well. Great job, Ronnie Stewart. Um, had Benny Bloss. Uh, that's fine as well, 78. So, But here's where I screwed up. Um, I took a guy named Aaron Lampy. Oh, no. No idea I, who he is. Oh, God. I would uh, never pick Aaron Lampy. I wish you would have texted me. Yeah, I guess I should have. And I don't do enough of that because, I don't know, sometimes... Sometimes I think it goes overboard, and I just don't want to. So I'll text Dan, but I don't text like Lampy. I, I need to try harder, maybe. Lampy but, is yeah, Lampy he, is um, like a a um, Sean Rife, like he uh, or Jerry Robin, maybe, but but not as good. Uh, he's it better than Robin, it, it, in it case was, you're was, wondering. No, he's it not. was uh, yeah. He scored 39 points, so he's a hero compared to Robin. If you he want, if you want, not better. That, um, if they they dropped the gate. As riders, Jerry they Robin did would. Twice, Steve. <laughs> they did Robin drop the game. He went thirty <laughs> twenty-six. Jerry Robin if, went thirty-nine. If they just had cones better, to race around, just those two on the track, Jerry <laughs> Robin beats him. Oh, jeez! And now we need a special course for Robin. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Lampy let anyway, you down. Anyway, I yeah. I took Lampy, but um, I, I got a. I got to say, it probably wouldn't have been as bad because something happened the first lap and he was deep, like way, way back, and I was kind of bummed. Um, but then he kept riding and he was up to 32nd, and I think he could have easily got into the top 30 and got to double points and got 22 at least or so, but then they threw the red flag because of the lightning, um, which has oddly kind of been a big part of my life a lot of times with motorcycle racing. It seems like lightning and racing, I always seem to be involved somehow, but. Um, he got 39, so it was not that great, but it wasn't awful. The awful part was this guy down here, Jerry Robin, who apparently had a Honda 450. It looked pretty stocked. I love that. I mean, you don't need to do anything to that thing, finish the race, but he qualified well. He, We all know he can ride well. But, again, I don't know what happened. I, honestly, at this point, I don't even care. But he can't finish races, and it's pathetic. I'm tired of it. Okay. I talked to Jerry this morning. For a podcast. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. I'll take it all back, but I, I, I'm still fired up here. Jerry crashed, trying to push it hard in the rain. Jerry lost his front end, hit his head, got a little dizzy, felt like he should pull in before he crashed, um, crashed even again or harder. You know what I mean? And 
And he's it just was frustrated. Raining when he crashed? Yes. No, it was lap two. It, it was not raining. He said it was raining. Yeah. Um, it, it was not raining. It, it could have been raining. Two. I was there. It was kind of on and off all day. <laughs> it was on and off all day. Um, Jerry and Jerry did the smart thing for his health, and and he understands he's letting people down, but it's his health. And is, is he going to sit out Bud's Creek? No. Oh, so he didn't hit his head that hard. I knew I was going to run into this wall with you two. I just knew it. Yeah. I just there's there's uh, nothing. We do, we're just we're just at a loss of patience. Like I just feel like he should be able to. Fit. I don't know. It's expensive to go to these races. Like you're paying an entry fee. You're paying to go there. Wouldn't you want to r- try to ride all the laps at least? Instead, he rides practice and then can never finish a race. And it, and yeah. And at this point, it's like a little bit like the boy who cried wolf because it's just happened too many times. Like yeah. At some point, you got to look in the mirror. At some point, it's I, not going to be the I, bike or the track every time. And Jerry, I think, is looking in the mirror, Paul. I think Jerry is taking stock of everything, and he takes. He doesn't, some... he doesn't need to get seventh in the motos, like to show people that he's good. He just needs to finish the motos. People are noticing that he doesn't finish the races more than his results. Yeah, that's what he does. Ask Kyle do. Bentley about that. He's Kyle Bentley was on the Jerry train, and he probably could have got a fill-in ride, but <laughs> Kyle has noticed that oftentimes, and we'll, let's say ninety percent of the time, he can't finish the race. You know what the worst thing is? Is Jerry's going to kill it this weekend, and we're still going to be mad at him because we can't pick him. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to be mad at him for that. I mean, yeah, we don't personally around, want the guy to but... not do good. No, like, I think yeah, he goes exactly. I think he can go 17, 15, 17, 17 this weekend, no problem. All day long, yes. Yeah, all day. no, no yeah, problem. Yeah, but he's, I think he's trying to go 10, 10, and he crashes, and he, he just. He, he did say that in our podcast that he wants to get inside the top ten. See, and that's the problem. Yeah, like, let's try to get inside the top twenty first. Yeah, that's like where I, I respect Dakota Alex. Dakota Alex isn't riding over his head, but he got a tenth last week, two weeks ago, because you know it kind of came to him. But he's riding really well. I'll give him credit all year. He's been riding really well. Yeah. But he's also not trying to to kill himself to get into the top ten. I think you just need to get some results first, and I think that. In Dakota's case, I think he'll get a ride for next year on the 250 because people seen how consistent he was and how solid he was. Jerry's working with a sports psychologist a little bit. He's reading some books. Jerry doesn't need to listen to these podcasts or go on Twitter. He needs to delete it. If he has Twitter, he needs to delete it because people are very <laughs> angry. Probably, he says he does advice. not. Yeah, he does. He does not. Does not look at his mentions. Yeah, well, because I mean, we have a lot of people that are in the fantasy world and they do not like quitters <laughs> they're ruthless like that's one thing i'll never do is go on social media and degrade yeah people. Um, i'm kind of venting well, about him now on a podcast but he can go and listen to it but he need i, I think he would be upset with himself too i would guess no I mean, jerry when, when, when jerry's, the last time he finished a race jerry's looking for answers guys jerry's looking for answers and i think he does good this weekend and like you said steve i, I want him to do good whether i'm in fantasy or not i like the kid i followed his story from back you know when he was yeah. an amateur it's not personal the things we say but he's gonna go say 17 17 this weekend and nobody's gonna basically care which is sad because everybody plays fantasy and everyone's <laughs> gonna get burned by him um so he needs he, you know what he needs to do he needs to go do good this weekend and back it up in indiana and do good again right he says he loves indiana he oh. loves it so uh, all right. Okay. So Ronnie Stewart was number one pick. Bobby Piazza was number two. Sam Redman was number three, and Jeremy Han number four. All twenties. I had P- I yeah. had uh, I had Stewart and Piazza, whatever his name is. Piazza. Piazza. Yeah, I had him, Pizza. and then I had 
This is how crazy the game is. I had seven of the same guys, I believe, as Ryan Holiday, who won the week with 634 points. And he skipped on Robin, and he picked Moseman. And Ryan obviously got 73 more points than I did Mm -hmm. and and won the week. You know what I mean? So that's how crazy the game is. It can come down to one guy. Yeah. So. Um, But but I think there's – Unlike the two fifties, there's some there's some there's some uh, learning points in there for for the top four guys all being twenties. So just keep an eye. Yeah, I mean that doesn't happen every time. No, but, no. I mean, whew, it is tough to get to pick four twenties and they all pay off. I think JT was the closest one to do it at high point, but you try that every week and you're gonna have a Steve Mathis type season where you get one Southwick and then the rest aren't that great. <laughs> All right. How did uh, Chad Reed do? Is he still playing, Dan? He is, and he did so bad. He <laughs> he picked. He sent me his team, and he had all like those guys. I don't know what his score was, but it was not good. He <laughs> it's had not good. he had Scuba. I remember. Uh, he I did scuba, see his, he, he posted an Instagram of Scuba pushing his bike off and tagged Scuba, and he was not happy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, AC is completely out of it. He said he doesn't. He's just he missed a few yeah. weeks and. Yeah, he hasn't been picking a team. Chad's actually still beating you, I think, by one position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're up. We're uh, we're battling it neck and neck. So uh, I don't know if that's a good thing. Like <laughs> mostly, like it's really good to talk about battling Chad Reed in a lot of things, but not in fantasy when the guy literally can't name you more than ten guys. Um, all right, so let's go into uh, Bud's Creek. Uh, any riders, Paul, that shine at Bud's? We'll talk about Wright and we'll talk about Lemay and all that. But any guys that shine at this track that come to mind? Jason Thomas is good there. Yeah, JT, yes. Very good at Buds. I, I would say maybe this is a track um, that a, a good start helps at more so. Like, um, I don't know, I haven't rode Buds Creek in a long time, but I always liked it because it wasn't. It didn't get nearly as rough and gnarly as some of the other nationals. Right. I can't um, think of a guy that comes to uh, mind that I'm like, oh, yeah, he's good at Buds, you know? Yeah, I can't either, but... Right. Um, AC's going to get his first win this weekend. New, what? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a limb and say AC gets his first win this weekend. I thought that I, was I don't disagree with that. As long as he cuts out the little mistakes, he could definitely do it. Maybe a good track for him. To do uh, Justin Cooper's a zero now. Uh, what do you guys think of that? It's too low? Not good enough for a rookie? Um, yeah, I mean, if you can if you can pick him this weekend, I think it's a a bit low. Um, but maybe you know how confidence is. Yeah. Um, it would be cool to see him roll this up and and keep it going. Um, that's uh, I mean he got the he got a great kind of intro into the pro stuff and 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 it went well. So that'd be really uplifting for his confidence and for next next year if he can keep it rolling through the rest of the year that would be huge. But uh, it's gonna be tough at this track probably. I might be back on the stank dog train because now he's a twenty, and I think he was he wasn't twenty last week was he was he twenty Yeah he was he oh, was okay. a twenty. I thought he was a little bit better. Uh, I might be back on Stank Dog. I was there in Washougal. He was 21st. We were looking so good, and then our bike broke. Um, I might be back on Luke Renslin bandwagon. He's like almost one good, one poor. He's an eight now uh, for Luke Renslin. Yeah. Um, so uh, that's a couple guys that come to mind. Dylan Wright uh, from Canada, he's finished second somehow in the MX2 points this year. Didn't have a great start to the season, kind of came on late. Uh, last year at Indiana, score points. Uh, let me pull this up. Um, for people Both? Both Chisholm brothers, uh, Cody Chisholm is racing 250 class, and Kyle Chisholm will be racing 450 class. Oh, that's that's good to know. Yeah, and oh. uh, they both could be, depending on. I mean, they Dylan should have. Wright, pretty, 
Dylan Wright went 21-16. 21-16. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so Chiz also add him um, to the list. Uh, what would Wright be? Do you think would he be a? I mean, because of those points, he he'll be uh, 15, uh, 10. What do we? I think? mean, he's got to be between the 10. I would hope he's at least a 15. Yeah, 10 to 15. I mean, depending on what Justin picks him, but I mean, out of 10, that's hard hard to pick a guy out of 10. If he's a 15, look, look, out of 10. look at him. 15. 15. You got to look at him. I mean, better, but okay. He was pretty. In, he was pretty inconsistent in Canada, and you look at um, he battled with. Uh, who was the guy who came to Redbud and did pretty good? Owen? Osby. Right? Or, Osby. or Osby. Sorry, yeah. Osby. And, I mean, we've seen Osby, I think, went 17-17 at Redbud. So, I mean, kind of expect that or a little bit, maybe a little bit better out of uh, out of right. Mm-hmm. Um, Osby was good, though, with that. Was Osby? Yeah, yeah Osby was a 20 handicap, though. Oh, was he? Okay. Yeah, yeah. or 19. I, or I picked him. He killed it. Um, yeah. So, what do you? who do you like, Dan? Um, I like Renslin at an 8. I yeah. think that's, that's pretty good. Um, is Cantrell hurt? I know he DNF'd the second moto. Um, he looked okay in the airport on Sunday. So Okay. Um, I like Taft again out of seven. I, I picked him last week out of seven, so obviously if I could pick him again, I, I would. Um, I, I like Joey Crown out of nine. I passed on him last week out of 12, but mm-hmm. he's solid. He's in good shape, and, and he's just a hard charger. Um, so I kind of like that. And then, um, man, I, I don't know. I don't. I like. Uh, I went on a limb and said AC wins his first race. Maybe I pick him at a at a minus two. Yeah, uh, Paul. What do you I, think? Oh. I think there'll be a lot more guys added to this list, though. Also. Yeah, of course, as usual. Uh, Nick gains a nine. So not, you know. Yeah. Um, besides the guys you talked about, I think a couple you can maybe look at would be maybe like a McElrath or a Nichols or a, or a Harrison. Um, I like I like the sound of Harrison at this race for some reason. I don't know Harrison, why. Harrison was a five at Unadilla, did terrible, and went down to a four. That don't make any sense. That's a bit weird. But uh, Stank Dog? Do we like Stank? I think I do. I think it, is he going? I think so. Yeah, I think I like that. Uh, what are the, the, a lot of, does a hilly track on a 125 mean anything? Eh. James came from last year on a 125. And oh, geez, here we go with the one guy throwing, <laughs> Stan throwing out the one guy that's just a phenomenal, amazing talent. Uh, facts, I was in that race. He vanished like a he vanished like a fart in the wind. He passed I remember, me, and I, I remember was like, Tedesco, I'm gonna try to follow this guy. I remember he passed Tedesco on like one of the last few laps, and in the interview, Tedesco was like, "Yeah, I held James off almost the whole moto. He must have got a bad start." I'm like, "No, he was laying on the ground." <laughs> <for sure."> <laughs> um. <laughs> Okay, what about uh, what about Scuba Steve? Well, he just posted an Instagram picture, and his bike is in like three million pieces. So I'm not sure he's going to be there. Oh boy, maybe they're going yeah. through it. They're going through it. Uh, he said it, his post says privateer need help, and there was a lot of motor parts. Oh boy. <laughs> well, I, I, we gave him some money for being uh, the Grandstone privateer hero. So uh, he does plan on going, and, and yes, you could pick him 100. percent He's a great starter, and like Paul said, this track if you get a good start, it does help, and I I think that you could pick him um, if he's there. So watch practice. Yeah. Nick Gaines, this is a home uh, home race for Nick Gaines's team. Yep. So Nick Gaines at a nine, I, I don't hate that. Um, you know, Gaines and Redlands could both be on the team. So they always they always seem to do pretty good at this race. I think it brings a lot of their sponsors out. Things. Like I that. haven't picked Nick Gaines all year just because I still have this 2016 Nick Gaines in my head, but maybe it's time. <clears throat> Maybe it's time to go to Nick Gaines. 
life. You, you don't want to pick Lofstorm, your guy who got you 100 at Southwick? Mm, I'm not sure about Wild Willie now. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not exactly, exactly sure. Um, okay, so give, give me four, Paul. Um, four on a Wednesday. Yes. Um, Steinke, Taft, Renslin, and Harrison. Taft's? Taff's uh what is Taff? What is he? Six? Seven. Seven. I don't feel like his 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 high can you know what I mean? Like what's the best Taff can do? Isn't it like fourteen fourteen? Thirteen. Thirteen? I, I mean yeah. I think the I think Taff can have two motos in the top ten. But he hasn't. No, no, he hasn't, but I think he has uptrended a bit the last two weeks. John Ames, John Ames is definitely pickable at a sixteen. I mean, he's for sure. He's been getting points. This is a good track for him. He's a great. He's. I would imagine it's a good track for him, and he's a really good starter. Yeah. I I've literally only picked Ames, and then he's bombed for me. I've never had one of his up weekends to even have some rem- semblance of happiness with John Ames. So, hmm. um, all right, four fifties. Uh, Lemay, Chiz. So, what should Lemay be, Dan? I don't know when the last time Lemay raced an outdoor was. He's got to be a fifteen to eighteen. Pickable or not? I don't know. Honestly, I have no idea what he's been doing. I don't know. Arena Cross Life for two years. That, yeah, but that was a long time ago. Yeah, like, yeah. I know he, he was in Alaska for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, I know he, he's back in Texas and stuff, but I'll watch him in practice or look at his times and, and kind of see, but there's a lot of good picks, um, especially can, with guys that will be at it. I don't know. I can guarantee you LeMay's times will not be anything special, but he just keeps motoring. He just does you know, generally speaking, when he was racing, he just motors and does whatever. Gets like yeah. starts thirtieth and motiv- finishes. What motivation does he have, though? Yeah, I don't know. I found it a little odd too, coming out from the West Coast all the way to Bud's Creek. I do find that odd. I'm not sure yeah. exactly. Or Texas, he, I should he say. He left like two days ago, riding his practice bike. Like he only has one bike. Like okay, you know, if something happens, I'm just talking out loud. Like if something happens, he has no parts to fix it. You know what I mean? Well, that's where you gotta go. Are you going? No, no, I'm not. You can get these guys parts if they struggle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's all about his handicap. I mean, I, I would, I would hope he's a 17, 18, 19. I mean, Heath Harrison is a 16. I yeah. don't think, and Heath, I don't think Lemay should be less. Heath is back on a privateer KTM this week. Maybe they could share parts. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I like that. Um, Chiz, what should Chiz be, Paul? Um. Maybe like uh, twelve, ish. And is that a pickable number for you? I think so. Okay, Dan, I what do you? So. I mean, I think that's usable at a twelve. Yeah, I, I think if he's like a, I don't know, Dan. What do you think? It. What, I think he's got to be a little bit higher point? than that. I mean, Epstein was beating him in Canada, and and Epstein. Epstein was a twenty. Yeah, and he wasn't doing. I mean, he paid off at Glen Helen, not at Hangtown. You know, he wasn't that. He still didn't pay off that good. Yeah. So I don't know. If you judge it off that, I think he needs to be closer to a fifteen or sixteen. But it doesn't sound like either one of you are very high on picking Lemay or Chiz at that handicaps, right? Like, like you're like maybe, but probably. I personally not. don't know anything yet to know. Like, I would have to see how they stack up and practice against these guys. Um, at least Chiz has been riding and racing, so that makes me feel a lot better. But I have, like Dan said, I know I know nothing about Ben Lemay. I, I haven't even. Seen, I mean, Chisholm is not going to pull off or anything like that. I just don't know how his speed's going to be. Those top. 16 in the 450 class are pretty fast. I'll tell you what, Chisholm and LeMay will have clear vision out there on the track. I will guarantee you that. Yeah, I, I just think there's good picks out there. Like, uh, I don't know what happened to A-Rod last weekend, but he's an 18 this weekend. I mean, I think you got to look at that. 
Dan, I feel uh, like you are yeah. the Anthony Rodriguez specialist in these pods. No, I think he has a lot of speed. I, I do. I mean, he went to the GPs and he did pretty good. He got what, seven. What happened to him at Unadilla? I have no idea what happened to him at Unadilla. I honestly had forgot he was there. And he was like a six handicap, so it was, wasn't worth even looking at. A couple so. of guys that have had success at this track, uh, bigger names. Barsha's a zero. He will be back. And Pike is a two. I like both of those. I really like both of those. You guys? Dan? Yeah, I like Bar- Barsha's done really well at this track in the past. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I think he has two wins here. And um, I like Barsha. Um, Pike not so much. He hasn't been as strong as uh, as he as I expected him actually. So well, he just had a six in Moto One at Dilla. He rode really well. They race two motos every weekend, Steve. Yeah, I, I know. The second moto was just a disaster. Uh, what do you think, Paul? Barsha and Pike. Yeah, I I, th- I like Barsha. I think at this race, um, I think he's done well here in the past, so he's going to have a good feeling. I think he wanted to race last weekend. We heard right, mm-hmm. uh, and he didn't get to so. Um, he doesn't have a contract for next year. I think the motivation's there. It's close to J- it's, this is JGR's home national, right? Yep. Um, so uh, I like I like Barsha a lot. Um, I'm going to click him. I'm going to click him. <laughs> do you share Paul? Do you share Dan's enthusiasm for Heath Harrison on a privateer Cowie now at a 16? KTM. KTM. Sorry, yeah, KTM. I do because I personally think that the Yamaha is the worst bike you could ride in the 450 class, and the KTM is a great bike. Paul so. is just hammering uh, the Blue gut, Blue Crew weekly. I'm sorry. I just I, How many races no, has that bike won this year? None, none in the GPs. Tonus uh, doesn't count. That was an 18. None in oh, any of our series. Tonus the last, last Supercross was It's not like they have bad athletes. I mean, Chad Reed, Cooper Webb, Roman Febra, they're pretty good. Stu was the last guy to win, right? Yeah, so I don't feel I even have to argue the point. Wait, was Stu the Stu wasn't the last? No, Barsha was. Barsha outdoors last got a win, and outdoors. indoors Stu was indoors. Stu. Stu indoors. Yeah, but the last factory Yamaha was 06. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So but, yeah, I don't know. Based on that, I just think I just think Harrison will be, will be much better. I, I'm. Um, Tonus so, won. Yeah, the I like it. By the way, maybe the 18's better, Paul. Tonus won a moto. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. Yeah, I, I'm talking 17. The 18, they they did get a win, so um, maybe it, maybe it did get better. But we're not talking 18s here. Okay, we're talking Heath Harrison switching from Yamaha to KTM. Yeah. And Paul, do you like sick at him at a 16? And, and yeah, I think he's yeah, got yeah, a lot to. Better. He wants to prove, or he wants to at least show that. Yeah. You know, he has a lot to, a lot on his shoulders going, okay, see, I told you I could do better. Well, you, know I mean? you look at a motivation for Heath Harrison much stronger than Ben LeMay or Kyle Chisholm. Like motivation wise, yeah. Would you agree, Paul? Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah, I would yeah. think so. I mean, Kyle. Kyle's a pretty prideful person, so I think he'll have motivation regardless. I have no no idea about Ben Lemay though. Um. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and A Rod, I don't know, Paul. Uh, Dan, I don't know. But yeah, I, I have no idea. I, I don't like know that, why. I think. You like it? I think so. I mean, uh, Dan knows more probably than me, but, I mean, I don't know what happened at Unadilla, but, I mean, sitting here on a Wednesday, Bud's Creek on a on a CR450-18, I feel like that's a great pick. But, hey, I've been wrong a lot before. <laughs> I mean, he was, he was good. The reason, I'm basing it off of how he did at the GPs. Those, it's hard to jump into somebody else's series and do good. And he was pretty good at the four motos he raced. Uh, so, 
that's the only reason. I why can't I... take MX2 results seriously. Like, give me a break on Covington. <laughs> I can't take these results seriously. When you have a class that you know you get so old and you get out, or you get good and you get out, like, I can't take it seriously. It's like telling me, you know, like I just whatever. It doesn't mean anything to me. It doesn't doesn't tell me that you're like awesome because you're in this class that pushes everybody out. You know. So uh, I don't know. That's just. I don't know if I feel that way. But. Well, I, I think it goes to you know 250 Supercross stuff, like where I'm, I'm impressed you won, uh, Justin Hill, Shea Bentley, and these other dudes. But eh, doesn't mean you're like gonna kill it in this career. You know what I mean? So because it's a it's an artificial class with with rules. So I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's an artificial class. Well, it's an art, like an artificial like it's cut in half. The competition's cut in half. So you know whatever. And, <laughs> And and and, 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 GPs and aren't cut in half. They're not cut in half, but they're age limit. So <laughs> you know. But then you, on one hand, you're complaining about an age limit. On the other hand, you're saying Marty needs to not ride 250 class. What is it? Yeah. No, well, Marty, Mar- you're complaining that you're complaining that Hurling stayed in the class too long. But yeah, he's yeah, still so well. What is it? <laughs> no, uh, yeah, M- Hurling's is picking on like youngsters. Like I realize he was young, but he was basically the schoolyard bully. <laughs> Just taking money every year from all these kids for their lunch money. Just grabbing their lunch money all year long because he was such an elite talent. And Marty is an elite talent who has shown he can't get it done for 12 years. So it's time to change it up, Marty. It's not working. Time to change it up. And you change it up for these like I've always been asking you to. And now Marty's killing it. So. Yeah, but he's still. He, he, I wouldn't be changing it up when he's been having and he's had a factory ride for the last ten years. That's that's doing well to me. Yeah, but well, okay, but Paul, the potential to make more in four fifties is massive. It's a massive difference. If, right. If you believe well, in yourself, this year he's finally had the opportunity to to show that because he's he's still on a two fifty contract, but he's luckily on a team that races both, and he's got good equipment, so he can. But I mean, yeah. but now he has no ride for next year. Yeah, we don't know. What's Marty going to do? Uh, Marty's going to be a JGR, right? Marty's going to be a JGR. JGR, yeah. I mean, that makes think. way too much sense. Right. Perfect. I know he's scared of the bike, but give him a two-year deal because the new one's coming in 19. Yeah, Dun- I mean, it's just Dun- not Dun- a... He did great on that bike in 2010. What do you Why mean? is he scared of it? Just not that good. Yeah, I, I mean, I, oh, the 2VDF. Yeah. 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 No. Yeah, he'll be underpowered, but um, he can right. count the rocks when he goes to the Why does every single thing I do turn to Marty? Like seriously, like well, it was a good. I felt like it was a good comparison. You're saying guys are being forced out, and then you're telling Marty he needs to move up. Yeah, yeah, all of that. Mar- Mar- Marty should be forced out too. What about this? Is the same thing about why? What Cunningham was in the class the same amount of time as Marty? Yeah, but Cunningham's had janky rides and janky bikes, and like for a lot of years, both were star twice. I know, but not, a lot of years, not outdoors, a, not all of them, Dan, but a lot of years, and he hasn't done the outdoors. He's, he's had good bikes, though. He's had good bikes. He though, has. And have been, has he has. What about Osborne? But not not as consistently year. as Marty. So Osborne, you don't complain about Osborne. Uh, he had to go to GPs for five years. No they one, they no one wanted to hire him. That doesn't count. It does not count for two fifty supercross stuff. No. Are you mad that Osborne's going to race two videos again next year? Ah, uh, I don't like it, but I mean, whatever. Like, like two fifty. He's, he's eligible. Yes, he's eligible. Absolutely, right? absolutely. It's, it's no different than the people who get mad at Mike Brown or Byrne last year coming back to race Loretta's. But that's the class that they make. The only class that they're allowed to race. Yeah, or Mike Brown this year. If whatever. you're within the rules, you can. You're yep. allowed to race. It. Absolutely. Thank you. There's plenty of old pros that did really good as pros and come back, and they do terrible at Loretta's and stuff. And people, you know, you don't hear those people getting. Oh, I know. I, I I back Mike Brown racing, and there's a vet class with no with with, with where guys can't race. So there's a vet class yeah. for those guys. If you're complaining, 
Um, all right. Uh, give me. Four. I, I like Barsha. I like Harrison. I like Pike, and I like A Rod because Dan is my A Rod uh, whisperer. A <laughs> Rod's a good pick. A Rod's a good pick this weekend. All right. What do you like, Paul? I like Barsha. I like Harrison. I like A Rod. Um, no Pike. For some reason, I never. I never pick Pike in fantasy, and like obviously I should have picked him in Muddy Creek, but um, I don't know. I just for some reason I can't predict how he's going to do. So I'm going to say no on him. And uh, who else could I look at? I think you could look at Christian Shar is a 17. Yeah, I don't. uh, He's fall. He's fell off again. He really hit his peak at Southwick there, and now he's not doing so good. Um, maybe he heard my comments about the YZ450. I don't know. And it's gotten his head. I don't know. John Short know. is quietly, know. John Short's having a quietly a decent year, and he's a 14. Yeah, but he runs That's the LC. That's the highest he's been for a while, right? Yeah. What's that? I'm sorry, um, both of you spoke at once. I said he rides the LCQ every weekend, which is makes me nervous. Tomita had to ride it this weekend. I yeah. Sorry. I mean, and Tomita does good. It's just like those guys don't have raw speed, but they're solid when they get in the motos. My fourth guy will hopefully be Chisholm if he's given a, a good handicap. If he's 15 or lower, though, I don't think he's usable. But hopefully he's over 15. All right. Dan, four guys. A-Rod, Harrison. I like John Short out of 14. I overlooked him until you said something. I, I like that. He has been getting points every moto. Mm-hmm. And that's um, his highest handicap in a while, eh, Dan? Yeah, yeah, it is. It is his highest handicap. Um, and then my last guy, I don't know. I mean, Redmond was pretty good last weekend. I'm going to look at somebody like Redmond or um, Chisholm. So we'll see what they make Chisholm's handicap. And I think there will be a lot more guys added to the list also. Right. All, All right. Is, yeah. Okay. Uh, and I'll, I'll go Stank Dog, Reslin, Gaines, Harrison in 250s, Barsha, Pike, Harrison, and... I went John Short. I took A-Rod off. I went John Short. Nobody has Did picked Jerry Robin on the site right now. He is 0.00%. Oh, well, that's got to be because everyone had him last week, right? Mm. Yeah. I mean, there's been a lot of people that are picking right now. All right. Uh, and we'll see how we do next week. We'll reconvene. Uh, NFAB, RacerX, ProTaper, Scott Sports, and the RM Fantasy SX guys as well. Paul Parabinos from ProTaper and uh, Dan Truman. Thanks, boys. Appreciate it. And uh, I'm sure we'll be back next week to uh, talk about Jerry Robin, even though uh, none of us are able to pick him. We'll still probably. Oh, by the way, people who want to know, JT also picked Jerry. JT is also upset. He's not on this pod, but JT is upset at Jerry, like everybody else. <laughs> so just want to clarify that. Um, thanks, boys. Thanks. See you guys.